Chatty Maddie. I have a special plus one with me today. I like to call her the baker extraordinaire, the master of home remedies, and the queen of essential oils, Mariah. Here is Mariah. Welcome, Mariah. Thank you. <laughs> She's so excited, everyone. I brought Mariah on today to discuss my newfound love of homesteading. And as I thought about my newfound love of homesteading, I realized that someone's been doing it long before I even realized it was a thing. <laughs> and Mariah is the silent homesteader in my life. And so I thought, I've never really asked her many questions about homesteading specifically because well, I didn't know what it was. And I didn't know what she was doing was homesteading. So, I brought her on. And just so as everyone knows, I looked up a definition of homesteading in case you're unfamiliar with it. It is a lifestyle of self-sufficiency characterized by subsistence agriculture, home preservation of food, and may also involve the small-scale production of textiles, clothing, and craft work for household use or sale. This basically is a definition of Mariah. <laughs> so Mariah, can you tell me a little bit about your family life, how you were raised, um, the amount of siblings that you have, <laughs> etc.? Yes. Um, I am one of 11. I grew up. You are that correct. <laughs> One of 11. Yes. She is the oldest. <laughs> yes, seven boys, four girls, and um, just grew up. I was homeschooled, and... Shout out homeschool. <laughs> we, um, we were, my dad was self-employed, and so we were on a tight budget most of the time, and so lots of making use of what you had, and my mother was really great about that. And so I learned a lot from her. And as I got older and um, was working more in the kitchen and canning and making, um, trying to preserve the produce we got. And um, I just learned so much through YouTube and uh, <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> Gotta love that. And um, so just making use of what God has given us and to not let anything go to waste and mending the clothes, patching things, making them last longer. And, um, yeah. AKA Laura freaking angles. <laughs> yes. Amazing. So what were, so that's basically how you discovered the lifestyle of homesteading or did do you classify it as homesteading what you I have never what you do? I, I've always to me homesteading is always so much more and so I never thought of what I did as homesteading but I mean I I love it and I've always wanted to live off of the land and like I'm very frugal and so for me what I did was always about saving money and making what I had go farther and so yeah. And do you find that to be true? Do you feel yes. like you save a lot of money 100%. by doing Okay. Yeah. So going back into the childhood. Yes. And you and your mom raising 10 little, <laughs> ten little babes. Um, what were some of the things practically and more specifically that you did 
that would be classified as homesteading or being um, self-sufficient. We had a little garden for a year or two when I've actually had a garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and they live in Gig Harbor <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. In our little neighborhood. And it wasn't the most grand thing ever, but it was fun to actually grow your own food and to watch everything sprout and just the excitement of that was really fun. And um, then I would I took sewing lessons and started making my own things gifts and ornaments, clothes, you name it. She is the seamstress around town. Um, if Michael needs jeans hemmed or zippers put in, she's the girl. So, yeah, it's... And then, um, like, always homemade was always better to me. Some things you can't make, and so that's fine to go purchase and to make things special for people, but... To me, it was always like, whether it was the crocheting or knitting or just crafting what you could, always seemed more meaningful. And so, and when you're little, you don't have a whole lot of funds coming in, so you have to (laughs) be creative with what you have. And um, so, what? yeah, I don't... Can you recall one of the, the best practices that you did or the ones that like brought the most joy you're like oh I love when I get to make this or sew this or plant this harvest canning is all has always been my favorite because you can do so much with it I haven't learned the art of pressure canning yet because there's that's that's a machine right it's it's a I've been listening to some podcasts (laughs) and reading some books so (laughs) it's it's like an instapot where it's pressurized, uh-huh. and so if you if you don't have the gauge proper, then the tendency is that it could explode, and so I'm kind of frightened by that. But I want to learn mm-hmm. and perfect that art because you can. There's certain things you can water bath, and certain things you can't in order to preserve it. And, and for it our um, <laughs> you know beginners, what's a water bath? <laughs> a water bath is, is a huge pot that you boil your cans or your jars in for a certain amount of time to seal and preserve for shelf life. Mm. So, and then pre- the pressurized it machine it, would just make it quicker? No, it's, it's just different. Okay. Totally different. Oh. There is some water in there, but it varies like and times vary and pressure like poundages vary and it's it's I haven't learned it entirely yet so (laughs) it's very intimidating but I'm determined I'm going to learn that and because like you can't water bath like beans like dry beans you can water bath green beans but not other beans you can't water bath meat or broth you can only pressure those and so those are the the food items inside of a can going into the water bath Mm -hmm. interesting didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but canning things has always been a huge joy to me because you can take something that's in season now mm-hmm. and you can have it when it's not in season and it's cheaper in season, obviously. So you can buy up a whole bunch, mm-hmm. put it up for in different varying types on the shelf for later use and 
I just think it's amazing. <laughs> so are you, when you can, you can buy it from the store mm-hmm. and do it. It doesn't have to be from your garden. Right. For all you city folks out there <laughs> that don't have land yes. to garden or aren't gardeners, it's it can be a cheaper option to get those in-season fruits or veggies Correct. and then eat them during the winter mm-hmm. or the springtime. Absolutely. Okay. What's your favorite thing to can? My favorite thing to make and can is the elderberry syrup. Do it, tell more. <laughs> it's, um, it's very expensive to purchase elderberry cough oh, syrup. Sounds like a delicacy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very good for you. You can make cough syrup, which is like really, really good for immune boosting and um, to soothe the throat and stuff when you are sick. Um, or you can make elderberry. Like I made elderberry jam. Obviously, mm-hmm. all healthy, no sugar, mm-hmm. of course. And then <laughs> elderberry pancake syrup. And then, um, but there's only a few plant uh, bushes around here. Mm-hmm. So last year, I missed that, and I was super bummed. The three bushes of harvest. Yes. <laughs> and it's surprisingly <laughs> a lot, like, when you pick everything and to see how much it actually, like, how many jars it makes, it's really phenomenal. But um, I thrifty. Said, Thrifty <laughs> takes a lot of time, but <laughs> worth it to me. Um, so um, this year, I set a reminder on my phone: <laughs> pick elderberries, Jewish <laughs> harvest. <laughs> so, but and that's like using what God's given us to um, for health purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of um, doing like the generic brand cough syrup that's full of sugar and grossness you know guilty (laughs) if you have like there was one was two years ago when right after i had made the cough syrup or the cold syrup Mm -hmm. um i i did get sick and so i just started taking that and you just you feel better and it since it's it's non-drowsy it's (laughs) non-drowsy that's for sure and just using what the resources that God has given us, because he's given us so much in nature mm-hmm. for our benefit. And so if we just open our eyes and see what's there, then yeah. it's, it's just so much more beneficial for us. I was listening to a podcast today and it talked about like all the things that you didn't know you could eat. Yeah. <laughs> there are some, don't quote me, don't try these, I'm not for sure, but <laughs> there was a type of daffodil, there was um, the... Dandelions. You, dandelions. There was, I think, I call them corn dogs, but they're oh, they're the, the ones on the long stems mm-hmm. with the, the horse tails. Horse tails. I believe it was those, and then you can shake it um, in a in a plastic bag, and it's made up of like ninety one percent protein. And so, really, you, don't quote me, but it was something <laughs> like that. that. That's awesome. I have to go back and get a reference, but. Um, so then you could put that in your smoothies or oh um, acai bowls. Shout out acai bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I just had them this morning. I felt really pretty cool. I love Hawaii and I want to go to Hawaii so bad. Michael, hello. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm really enjoying learning about it because it's so far removed from mm-hmm. what I knew. Like right. I know nature's awesome and there's so many health benefits. But I think my focus was on the health benefits of basically just being outside. Yeah. I have a, mate, or a bachelor's in recreation management, so we learned a lot about the outside. But there's there's so much more in, like, 
the intake. Mm-hmm. Not even just like the vitamin D and right. all of that, but you can ingest nature. <laughs> it's so true. There's so much that, um, like the sage around here. Yeah. So good for you. And the smell. And the smell. <laughs> and... Um, like wild strawberries when you're hiking, you can find that along the trail. Mm-hmm. There's the, um, you can, there's even parts of the aspen. Yeah. That you can use. It's aspirin. What part of it? The bark. <laughs> how? <laughs> I forgot how. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like you make a tea out of it. By rubbing or just like steeping it. Steeping it. Because Jenny, my sister-in-law, told me that there's a layer on the outside of the aspen trees. We live in an aspen grove um, here in California. Don't quote me on any of what I just said, by the way. <laughs> but please count us as very credible. <laughs> you wipe your hand on the outside of the tree, and there's a white like film kind of dust, oh. and it can be used as sunscreen. Really? Because, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So I did it a few times. I look like a a warrior, but <laughs> hey, worth it. But just amazing. It's, it's, there's no none of the harmful chemicals in, that comes from the sunscreen. Yeah. So that is so awesome. I'm using that this summer. Thank but you, Maddie. Just verify with the source. Yes, I will verify. But that is because so you'll think now. you have sunscreen on. <laughs> Ryan and I last year we got really sunburnt because oh my gosh, it was the first or second day I was here um, after the winter break and so a bunch bad. of snow. And there was no trails, so we got on duty to snowplow with shovels. Mm-hmm. With, without a snowplow, with shovels. Yeah. <laughs> the hard way, and, the old-fashioned way. You know, we Home forgot. <laughs> it was not outside, so we forgot sunscreen and, it's cold. and sunglasses because, yeah, it's cold. Why would you need that? <laughs> you need it. <laughs> you, very much we so. Got, we got burnt. <laughs> so bad. If only we would have known the protection of the aspen. <laughs> right. Oh, that's good. So what are some of the things that you do now that other people might see as quirky in terms of how you're how you're thrifty, how you're mm-hmm. preserving, how you're creating? I'll just tell one because mine's fresh. <laughs> I was over at Mariah has got a sweet little setup where she lives. So she lives in a, a small room um, and she has small space. <laughs> so, but she's got big ideas, people. And so she had a big jar. It looked like dirt, but it was ground coffee. <laughs> and it looked like a science experiment where she w- was brewing uh concentrated coffee in this little jar so this big jar connected to a little jar with a little bit of dark liquid dirt water but (laughs) concentrated coffee um and so she's always doing these fun things like that where we're like what the heck is that (laughs) if it's in the fridge or you know scoby from the kombucha yes but i'll let you tell some more (laughs) i have Kombucha going. I have my Scobies. Um, and sc- Scoby Do. And, <laughs> and Scoby Bryant. <laughs> my brother and Mikey <laughs> named those. <laughs> and, um, can you tell people what Scoby is? Oh, yes. A Scoby is is the. Don't Please don't be grossed out by this. It, the Scoby is. It's pretty gross. <laughs> it's, um, it's an acronym. Oh, really? Symbiotic. But, no. Symbiotic. Culture. 
of bacteria and yeast. That's what SCOBY stands for. S-C-O-B-Y? S-C-O-B-Y. SCOBY, SCOBY-DOO. And <laughs> so it's, it ferments. You make sweet tea and you ferment the tea. The, the SCOBY feeds off of the sugar in the tea. Um, but it's so incredibly good for your gut and your immune system. And it's just fabulous all around. And you can flavor it in different ways if you prefer. But I like it plain a lot of the time. But And so I have that, my kombucha brewing. I Constant <laughs> science experiments with floating scoby. Yes. <laughs> Many people are grossed out mm-hmm. by it, but I find it fascinating. But the outcome is delicious. <laughs> you can't look at it when you think about what you are drinking, you know? Otherwise, it just does things to your brain. Yeah. Well, kombucha, it's, a, it's an acquired taste anyways. Yeah. And she puts um, accents or like little pieces of mango or pineapple or she makes it kind of her own yeah. with whatever flavor. You can literally make whatever flavor you want. It's very true. Very Sage true. elderberry. I really want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> so that is on my list of to try. Um, but then also I have Herman. My sourdough starter going. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's, he's doing great. And then also... Oh, and she brought sourdough, what's it called? Carrot cake. Sourdough carrot cake muffins? Or is it yeah. sourdough carrot cake? It's little muffins because I don't And little cake. heart shapes. Yeah, the only muffin <laughs> pan I have. <laughs> um, but it's cute, so there you go. It's very cute. Um, that's what I'm doing currently. Just my kombucha and sourdough. Mm-hmm. But um, as soon as things start coming into the season more, I'm going to start canning again. And I'm very excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> how, um, how do you adapt living in a small space? Because you've kind of always, within the last three, four years, you've right. lived in a small space. It's, it's, it is different. Like, living alone, living in a small space. It's definitely an adjustment, but, I mean, I have my little mini fridge, and you just learn you can't shop like you used to, and you currently, because it's so cold, like, if I buy the mixed greens, then whatever doesn't fit in my little fridge just sits in the garage, and it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's my cold storage, (laughs) sweet potatoes and all that stuff, but um, my Instapot is my main way of cooking. And mm-hmm. it can bake, it can saute, it can be a crock pot, or it can be an Instapot. And it's pretty fabulous. So you just make do with what you got. Mariah, has, <laughs> she's always got to have a kitchen because she, yes. she worked at Cardinal and she was in, um, in charge of the pizza dough, mm-hmm. making up at least 70 doughs for 70 pizzas um, yeah. per night for two or three nights a week and then cinnamon rolls lovely lovely cinnamon rolls as big as your head <laughs> exaggeration <And> killer brownies <laughs> am I missing something lots of big goodies for the Christmas yeah. time but those are her, her staples those are my staples <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you planning on doing a garden yes I am working on plans right now to build garden boxes <laughs> and very excited about that because then I can can what I grow. And so I'm super, I'm going to have a salsa section. Oh, fun. And then I want to, the plan is to have just tomatoes that I can put up 
you know, can for the for later use. Mm-hmm. Diced tomatoes, tomato sauce, pasta sauce, salsa. You know, all the salsa in the world. And do you start from seed or do you get seed? Okay. Yeah. Because she's a homesteader. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong way to do it, but it's just super fun to me for me to watch them start sprouting and there's just so much joy that I get from each day. Oh, they grew a little more. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've got my snapdragons over here. Okay. Um, I think it's day six. So I'm just encouraging them to germinate, germinate, germinate so I can see some seeds sprout. <laughs> it's the little things in life. You have to take, you, I mean, it's not things all the time. It's sometimes it's just little moments. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. And I've got my, my succulents, but... You know, those are very cute. Which you can kill because if you water too much or love them too much, they will die. But yeah, um, it's fun. I mean, my my dad has always had a garden since I can remember. And it was something I helped out here and mm-hmm. there with. But um, it never really connected with, yeah. like, my my heart, if that's yeah. not too <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> and it, I, I don't know why it has a whole new meaning this year. Maybe I've been married for a year and I just think more about what we eat and how we live or maybe it was my time at my green college (laughs) western Washington University where everybody's (laughs) organic and recycle and blah 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 (laughs) but I am just loving learning about this and it's like an excitement in my in my spirit when I'm reading about it I read um I will reference the book um made from scratch by Jenna something. Her, her last name's not something. I gave it to Tilly to borrow. Okay. <laughs> um, and that one just like ignited my, my love for simplicity of creating out of what you have and, yeah. and whole foods, like whole food diet was really fun. I, I haven't like ever stuck to that for a certain amount of time, but when I choose to eat like that and look up those, um, recipes, it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, even if yeah. it's not as healthy, it feels healthy because mm-hmm. I saw directly where they came from. Like, if it's a lot of starches, a lot of potatoes, or really, that's yeah. that's <laughs> the worst whole food you got. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's what something, mm-hmm. like, as far as homesteading went, I always pictured it as, like, living out in the middle of nowhere and raising your own, like, meat, like chickens and cow and all that stuff. But then, so that's always been a dream of mine is to raise, because then you know where they're coming from. You know what they're eating. You know. Um, their name. You know their name. <laughs> Beef. <laughs> Steak. <That's it. laughs> um, and, and like growing up, my some of my friends, their dads and brothers hunted. And so that was always like a huge dream of mine because mm-hmm. it's leaner, it's better for you and it's a wonderful source of protein. And so now that I have my, my bow and I have my practice arrows, I'm going to become very proficient with the bow and then I can start getting my own meat. And oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I never thought that I could be the one to do that. I had always just been, okay, God, like, Maybe, like it would be so wonderful if my future someone would be a hunter. Never dawned on me that I could be the one. Annie Oakley! <laughs> yeah! And then a friend 
was like, Brent, you should get your hunting license and come hunting. And then another friend was like, Brent, you should get your hunting license. I was like, what? I can't. Are, I'm going to. Are what? you the voice of God? I was like, okay. And it's just, it's so fun to think that I could be the one, like, stocking your freezer for the year. Yeah. Hello. So, yeah. I love that. Would you do me a favor and wear um, <laughs> a vintage dress? Sure. With a bonnet. <laughs> Maybe not the You don't need I the bonnet. I would love to, but, <laughs> but just, I would love to see that photo of you with your bow and arrow standing on your, your venison to come. Perfect. I would be happy to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, is there a new... Uh, practice or activity that you've been wanting to try besides the pressure cooker for the canning, um, but something that you're like, okay, soon. Yogurt. Yogurt's yogurt. my next my next thing. How would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you can do it in the Instapot, oh, of course and it's super easy. My neighbor was telling me about it, and she does it every week, consistently. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. So, is there? Do you know the way to do it without the Instapot? I think you can or do it in the crock pot. Okay. Because I have seen that before, but I just have never attempted it. Yeah. And it's like, apparently it's super easy. And so that's something I just want to try. Yeah. I've done sauerkraut. I haven't canned sauerkraut, but that is going to be something I want to try this year. That would be fun. Yeah, I think I would like to try canning. Mm -hmm. So whenever you do that next, I'd love to just watch you. Yeah. Um, maybe help a little. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because <laughs> I've made sauerkraut before. It'd be fun to can it and have it be better than just, because it's typically, I just do it on the stove for like a half hour okay. in vinegar um, and shredded cabbage and like celery oh. seed and a little bit of extra some some. I've never done it on the stove before. That's the only way because it was the quickest way. So okay. I did it. <laughs> no, I was like, that's the way I'm doing it. <laughs> Um, but that's not always true in life, folks. There's, you know, maybe sauerkraut shortcuts. The long way is the best way. <laughs> Don't take all the sauerkraut. Take the long way life. home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was my last question? Oh, if you wanted to encourage someone that's on the fence, get it <laughs> on the fence. <laughs> okay, on the fence with the homesteading. What would you say would be the best or easiest non-threatening place to start? Like if they live how we live, live in a small space, Mm -hmm. maybe don't have their own land, what would be something that they would be able to be like, okay, I have a homesteading practice. Or like I just made, I mean, for me, I just made bread for the first time last week without a bread maker. And the bread maker would like, thank you. I, I'm, I felt really boastful. <laughs> you should feel accomplished. Well, it's a huge step. Not only because I did that, but because I brought the bread to a house party at Mariah's, <laughs> and I made sure everybody knew it was a hit that I made the bread. <laughs> well, Mariah's just been doing it for the past four years that I've known her and she's the silent homesteader. That's her nickname. Silent homesteader. I am the loud one and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm if I make something from scratch, Be people confident. will know. Be confident. Oh I made that bread, Mariah. I made it. Yes you did and it was amazing. So that's my that's my 
tip of advice. You can make bread from scratch. Flour, butter, active dry yeast, packs of three at Walmart, 99 cents. Um, and salt, I think. <laughs> and a couple hours of free time. Yeah. <laughs> Bread's super easy. That's a super pla- easy place to start. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be sourdough. It, like, I mean, sourdough is healthier. So if you want to become... Like, if, if health, more, um, better health is your goal, mm-hmm. I would suggest moving in that direction towards sourdough, but homemade bread period is so great for you because you know what you're putting in it mm-hmm. and it, there's no preservatives. So make sure you don't bake too much that you can't use right away, but yeah, make you start making your own bread. If you love kombucha, I would highly suggest making a kombucha. What do and you need for kombucha? It's, it's soup. You need a SCOBY, but you can grow your own SCOBY. SCOBY and a good attitude. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you just, if you buy the, um, like the GT brand with the, with the part of the mother, the SCOBY in it. Sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's, it's unfiltered. So GT, GT is the brand? Is the brand. Okay. And if you get the original kombucha flavor. I mean, unflavored. It's just the original. Plain kombucha. GT brand. You can pour that into a bowl uh-huh. and leave it covered with a towel undisturbed on the counter until it starts growing a scoby. How long would that take? It depends on how warm your home is. Is this supposed to be warm? It'll, it's supposed to be somewhat warm. It, not in direct sunlight, though, because that will kill it. Just leave it on the counter, like in a dark space that's warm. It'll grow. It'll do great. I've grown it multiple times for friends or the, my first, the first time was for myself. And then, um, yeah. And then just start making your own. Make your sweet tea. Use some of the, some of the kombucha that's left over from growing the scoby mm-hmm. to start it. And then you just keep feeding it. Fascinating. It's really, really, it's simple. Yeah. But so good for you. So you can literally buy, mm-hmm. what, a 16-ounce bottle? Yeah. GT brand mm-hmm. kombucha, original, yeah. non-flavored, whatever. Pour it into a bowl. Does it need to be ceramic or stainless steel? Not stainless steel and okay. not plastic. Okay. Glass or ceramic. Anything besides? No. Yeah. Just do glass and ceramic. Yeah. <laughs> Cover it? Plastic yeah. wrap? No. The towel. Towel. So it can breathe. And don't touch it. Don't, Don't disturb it. it. It's sleeping. Leave it alone. <laughs> Let it hibernate. Yes. Okay. And do its thing. And then I'm sure you can, if you have any questions, you can Google. Growing your own scoby. Growing your scopes. Mm. Starting your kombucha. And then you're set. Amazing. Yeah. My last question that I ask my guest, Mariah, <laughs> is what is my plus one, Mariah? What do you love about yourself? What do I love about myself? I love, even though it really weirds people out, I love seeing how far I can make things go and what I can do with what little I have. For example, the brownies that have been left in the fridge (laughs) since December, and we're all still eating them because they're still good. (laughs) She can make things go so far. (laughs) Did you have another example? (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I I concur with your love for that because that has provided us a lot of food, <laughs> yes. the community we live in, and a lot of health. There's I've gone in some to go. Yeah, yeah I've gone in several times. I got a, a stuffy nose or sniffly nose and. She's got a concoction in a bottle, not labeled, <laughs> and she drips it on my nose or the back of my neck, and I'm healed. I'm a new person. <laughs> hey, just using what God's given us. Yeah, she's all about the essential oils, which I love that too, because that is a special kind of magic. Oh, it shouldn't be in the sunlight? No. Oh my gosh, why? What did I do? I left all my essential oils in the sunlight. This is not great for them. Not good. I did a bad thing, everyone. <laughs> You're learning. But the one time, so my parents came back in 2018. They visited the resort. My my dad, he got this weird rash walking up to the mine. Um, and Mariah was quick to grab another undisclosed bottle, not named. <laughs> and she gave it to my dad and said, put this on something like twice a day or until the rash goes away. And, and he did. And, and he, he wasn't for oils. No, he's all about traditional medicine. <laughs> so <laughs> no, that was is, a huge feat in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> he's not about the magic juju, but he got better from it. And so I think that was the first, first of many times that his life will be changed by essential <laughs> oils. You so got to start you for somewhere. The, yeah, thank, thank you for the introduction of that. Shout out dad and his rash. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for being on today, Mariah. Thank you for having me. I have me. greatly enjoyed talking about homesteading with you and all its varieties. <laughs> <laughs> and I will put the book that I read in the uh, podcast notes and maybe look up those edible plants we mentioned and make sure that's legit too. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Thanks, Mariah. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for having me.